Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s inspired style and cutting edge performance technology with its sleek mid cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi piece upper construction delivers high energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. Welcome to the Mini Break, your daily podcast for the biggest storylines, results, and controversies from the tennis world. Today is Wednesday, March 4th. We're in that interesting point in the tennis calendar. It's not quite the thick of the Sunshine Duo swing. Indian Wells, Miami starting, oh, Indian Wells starting next week, Miami directly after that. But we still have plenty of tennis to talk about right now. Really fun sequences of events in Indian Wells in Monterey, Mexico as well. They've got, I believe, a WTA International and Men's Challenger in Monterey for the men and women in Indian Wells. It's a Challenger as well as an 125K. And because we have Indian Wells on the horizon, because we have Miami on the horizon, those two events taking up much of the attention of the tennis world. There are few, if any, other ATP and WTA events that go on simultaneously with those. So you see this week a bunch of top 100 players trying to get a couple more matches in for many of them. You know, their ranking is not going to be at a place where they can qualify for the Masters 1000 event, qualify for a premier mandatory event like Indian Wells in Miami. So they're trying to play this week, and it means we're going to see a really high level of tennis all week long in places that, you know, maybe you wouldn't expect to see so many top 100 players. I think I mentioned this yesterday. Nine of the top of the 16 seeds and Indian Wells for the men are top 100 players. I believe there are 16 total top 100 players in the women's event in Indian Wells. You have top 20 players such as Alina Svitolina and Sophia Kennan in action this week as well. So we're going to get our money's worth as tennis fans. And of course, the way we get our money's worth here at Cracked Rackets, due to our friends at Diadem Sports. Now, you know Diadem Sports is helping tennis players elevate their game by designing the most innovative performance tennis gear on the planet, their Nova 100, their Elevate 98, developed with your performance in mind, each of their rackets carefully crafted for a specific type of playing style whether your game commands power and explosiveness precision and control they'll have the best option to take your game to the next level and of course it's not just the rackets it's the string technology the tennis balls that they offer even the swag you like a good sweater you like a good pullover as we work our way into spring you're going to try and transition in from indoors to outdoor tennis depending on where you are and look it's still a little chilly you don't want to go out there completely sleeveless so get yourself some diadem gear from top to bottom we know here at crack rackets you will love it and look don't just take our word. Take the words of pros like Carousel, like Seku Bangora, who are already trusting the Diadem's uh, rackets and using them on tour. And the best part, if you go to their website, diademsports.com, you plug in our promo code CR50, 50% off all of your orders there. So please, we again are so grateful to Diadem for their continued support of us at Cracked Rackets. We had the opportunity to speak to co-founder AJ Bartlett last week on the Cracked Interviews podcast. They're so supportive of us. We ask that you, the listener, uh, support them as well. Go to their website, diademsports.com, and check all of that out. Again, the promo code CR50. That being said, in terms of checking things out, 
what a time to be a fan in Indian Wells. You've got, I think, over the next, what, so this week and then 10 days after that, so 17-ish days of just phenomenal tennis on the site, men and women there. It's really, that's why they call it the mecca of the tennis world because uh, you're able to see so many cool things, so many, such a high level of play there. And of course, uh, there are going to be men and women playing there, not just this week, but next week as well with the Masters event and the Premier Mandatory. So let's start today's podcast there. Just going to be me steering the ship today. That's what happens when these events end up going till 1, 2 a.m. I can't drag Jamie McDonald, Matt Stokowiak back out here and say, hey guys, I know you have actual work tomorrow, but I'd really appreciate it if you do a mini break podcast with me. So hopefully uh, you listeners have enjoyed these solo podcasts. And you know, if not, let us know. We're curious what your feedback is on them. That being said, let's talk about Indian Wells yesterday because there were a lot of fun events and a lot of fun matches going on. You guys know the rules. Ladies first, so let's start on that side and talk about, uh, a real, to me, my favorite match of the day, and I mentioned this in uh, the preview article I wrote on our website, CrackedRackets.com, about what to watch this week. Yanina Vickmeyer, her third match of the season against Madison Brangle. They've been battles both times they've played. This time it's Vickmeyer who ends up taking uh, the victory. She wins 6 7, 7 6, 6 2 uh, for Vickmeyer. I think the, the thing that's most impressive for her, uh, you know, she created 17 break chances for herself in this match. It was windy. Thing or gusts were swirling. You know, it was really, really difficult for any of these players to find any sort of rhythm. And yet for Yanina Vickmeyer, I mean, she just continued to attack, attack, attack. And you know, for Vickmeyer, I believe she was ranked as high as number 12 uh, in the WTA rankings earlier in her career. Now she's not there anymore. But for Vickmeyer, I mean, she just hit through the wind. She was able to be the more aggressive of the two players for Madison Brangle. Uh, you know, she made 62% of for first serves, won 61% of those points, but 11 double faults on the day, 19 of 49 on second serve points. Now, you know, Vickmeyer wasn't that much better, 19 of 43. And in fact, this is a three-cent match. You look at the total points, Vickmeyer 126, uh, Bringle 117. So this was a really close match, and I thought Bringle did do a good job moving the ball around the court. Uh, you know, she won that first set, 7-6, had the chance to seal things off in that second set, but just too powerful from Yanina Vickmeyer. She ends up taking it 6-2 in that third set, so she'll advance the next round, and again, she knocks off the seven-seeded Yanina Vickmeyer. A really good win for Shin Yu Wang of uh, China. Shin Yu Wang, 7-6-6-2 over Coco Vandeweghe in what was, in my opinion, a fantastic match. You talk about, uh, you know, for Shin Yu Wang and just what she was able to do uh, on the court. It was you know, it was really impressive, and you know, for Shin Yu Wang, the 18-year-old right now, number 139 in the live rankings with this win. You know, she's four off her career high, so one more win should get her. Oh, excuse me, one more win does not get her to that spot. That's brutal. Uh, but two more wins would get her to a career high, and you know, again, when you're 18 years old, you're already in the top 150. That's where you want to be. And I mean, the power that Shin Yu Wang is able to display just. She's incredibly talented, and I mean, Coco Vandeweghe is still working her way back from injury. 
but Xin Yu Wang just hit her off the court, and it was a really impressive performance uh, from the young Chinese player. So that, that was a big result in terms of the seeds who won on the day. Uh, Laura Siegmund, the number five seed, seven, uh, six two seven five over Harriet Dart. Um, in terms of other seeds, we had in action Jessica Pegula, the number nine seed, six four seven six over Vicky Steva. Uh, and I, I think those were the only seeds we had playing. Now we did have other results, uh, a bunch of three set battles, really, and unfortunately, a bunch of them went against the American Zavatska, one six six one six three over former Ohio State standout Francesca Di Lorenzo. You had Barbara Haas knocking out our fellow Tennis Channel Podcast Network uh, sister, I suppose. Uh, Arena Falcone, 6-4-1-6-6-3. But other than that, again, still really good results in terms of some American winners. We had a a couple American-on-American crimes. Shelby Rogers knocking off Nicole Gibbs, 6-3-6-4. Asia Mohammed, 6-4-6-3 over Vara Lepchenko. We also had Uswe Arcanada, 6-love-6-4 over Kalinskaya. I did find uh, our other top seeds and a lot of them advancing on the day. Uh, Katarina Sinyakova, 7-5-2-6-6-love over Sasha Vickery for Sinyakova. She's been so good in doubles over the past year, but you forget she's also a top 60 singles player as well, and you talk about her uh, and where she's at in the rankings right now. Sinyakova, uh, the number one seed here this week, up to number 53, you know, the 23-year-old Again, is an incredibly talented young player, and so we've seen that manifest itself on the doubles court. I think we continue to wait to see if she's going to break through in a similar fashion in singles, and you know, it's a really good win over Sasha Vickery to get that six-love set in the third after she dropped that six-two second sets. In terms of the other matches, Serenko over Lau in three sets. Uh, I believe we also had Begu over Bartel in straights. But the last match, uh, the one I wanted to save, was the the headline match, and that was Vera Zivanareva taking on Sam Stozer. That's two players, former top five players on the WTA rankings. Now, obviously, they're both a little bit older than they once were, but you know, it's, it's this is a really fun first round matchup. This is the sort of thing you get to see with an Indian Wells on the horizon. This is why, as I've mentioned, it's a really fun week to be a tennis fan, and Zivanareva gets the job done. 4-6-6-2-6-2 over Sam Stozer. You know, for Zivanareva, uh, she really picked up her level of play in those second and third sets. Uh, you talk about what she did on the serve in total in the match. She only made 60% of her first serves, but 64% in both sets two and three. She was just much more effective. She only faced five uh, break points in, or she saved, uh, faced five break points in sets two and three, and she saved four out of the five she faced. Um, more importantly for her, you know, seven of 13 on break chances. Sam Stozer, just the second serve wasn't there. It was just easily uh, attackable. And, you know, for, uh, Sam Stozer, with all due respect, she doesn't move as well as she once did. And so Zvonareva was just able to play the more aggressive style of the two, was able to play that plus one style of tennis. And again, when you can hit through uh, the windy conditions of Indian Wells, when you have the sort of weapons Zvonareva does, uh, it was a really good performance for her. So she advances now to today's action. That was all of the women's results on the men's side. I think the match we have to start with Jack Sock, his second professional win, I think, in like the past 11 months or something crazy. And of course, I'm not including Labor Cup in that, but a really, really good win for him. He knocks out Hugo Umbert, the young Frenchman who won his first ATP title earlier in the season. I believe Umbert 
Was it in Acapulco that he made, he just made a deep run? Uh, where did Ugo Umbert just make a deep run? This is all of the tennis that's going on, folks. I apologize. Uh, but for Ugo Umbert, his deep run recently, who did he knock off? I think it wasn't it wasn't in Acapulco. Oh, it was in Acapulco. He beat Kyrgios, but it was in Delray that he made the semifinals. He beat Kozlov, Kasmanovic, and Tiafo before losing in three uh, to Nishioko. So it's been a really good year for Ugo Umbert and for Jack Sock to get this win. I mean, it speaks to, again, the te- we all are well aware of the 27-, 28-year-old Jack Sock. Uh, you know, his talent, his serve, his forehand, as big as any player on tour. But in this one, it was the way he scrapped. I mean, he got that first, you know, he got it to a first set. I believe he was trailing by a break early in that first set. He got it to a breaker, ended up taking it 7-5. It was Umbert who was folding in that first set. And then that second set, Sock got the early break, and he held on to it for Jack Sock. Was it the best serving performance? Absolutely not. He only made 56% of his first serves, seven aces, six double faults. But still, he won 79% of those first serve points, 52% of his second serve points, perhaps most impressively, created 11 break chances for himself. And if you watch this match, you know, Ugo Umbert, the lefty, uh, it's an interesting contrast because you think, okay, he's going to pick on the Jack Sock backhand. And, you know, for years, even when Jack Sock was playing his best tennis, that was the side to attack. But Jack Sock just played big. He played authoritatively. He went after his forehand. And It was landing in today. Again, given the swirling conditions, the slice is not the play. You need to, I mean, sure, the slice is effective, but you need to be decisive. You need to go for your shots, hit through that wind. And that's what Jack Sock was able to do. I think he adjusted to the conditions well. You could also see the relief and just the joy on his face after he earned the victory. I mean, it's a great win for Jack Sock. And again, uh, you know, for him, even if this, you know, he loses his next match to get a top 50 win, I think now rankings-wise, like, it's not going to be pretty for him. I think he's, you know, now back inside the top 700, which, hey, great shot to him. Uh, But that's a long way off from where he won, you know, his career high of number eight. Uh, But still, that's a really good win for Jack Sock. And um, it's going to be fun to watch him moving forward as well because now the draw sort of opens up for him as he's knocked off the number one seed. By the way, in that article I wrote, I said I was leaning towards an all-French final, but not going to take it. Really glad I made that decision as both the number one and two-seeded Frenchmen get knocked out early on today. In fact, we lost three of our top four seeds on the men's side in Indian Wells. The only guy with a bigger comeback yesterday than Joe Biden, Mitchell Kruger, as he takes an 06-64-64 win over Radu Elbot for Kruger. It's the second straight day he dropped a first set six love and came back and won the match. I mean, I, I asked on tennis Twitter, I, I tried to shoot around, uh, does anyone know when the last time someone lost back-to-back first set six love and ended up winning both of those matches, and I've yet to receive an answer. And, you know, that's just, it's crazy. And it, it sort of speaks to the conditions. It, it it really does. It also speaks to, you know, for Mitchell Kruger, when he finds the forehand, his level of play it gets insurmountably better uh, than when he's, you know, shanking forehands or whatever. The backhand's always going to be solid. The serve's always going to be solid. But... For him, that's the side that gets picked on, and it does vacillate. So a really good win for him, and then a really good win for another one of our Tennis Channel Podcast Network brethren, uh, Noah Rubin, six four seven six over Luca Pui. Now, it is worth adding this bit of context. It was Pui's first match, I think, since October, as he's been out with injury and various different ailments. But, you know, Rubin made him pay. Rubin made the match as 
physical as possible, extended each and every rally to three, you know, uh, the three extra balls, four extra balls, five extra balls, just to try and, you know, work Puy's legs, remind him, hey, this is what a professional match looks like. And for no Ruben, I think that 5-4 game in the second set, he really, uh, I think he, uh, I believe Puy had some set points there. Ruben was able to fire, uh, come back, fire back, and ultimately get it to a breaker that he took 7-5 for Noah Ruben. Yeah, he's 5 Eight five nine, you know, hundred fifty pounds soaking wet, uh, but he was hitting his spot so well on the serve was particularly effective uh, with his first serve making seventy percent of them, winning seventy three percent of the points. And you know, I think the biggest thing was when he was playing plus one tennis when he was moving the ball around. Uh, Puy just still needing to get his legs under him. So really smart game plan and really well executed from Noah Rubin today in terms of all American matchups. We got the mofo we wanted. Francis Tiafo taking on Michael Moe. You know, it's a nice little pun for all of us. Hopefully they play all the time so we can all call it the mofo matchups. Uh, but Francis Tiafo taking his third uh, straight at the professional level. I think he's 3-0 now against Michael Moe in challengers. Really good 6-4, 6-3 win for Francis Tiafo, who, as I mentioned in my article last week on CrackedRackets.com, and if you haven't seen it, please go check it out. Uh, he's in danger of falling out of the top 100, folks, and he really needs wins. He's not going to get to play Indian Wells. He's not going to get to play Miami due to his ranking, but with this win over his friend Michael Moe, he's at number 81 right now, I believe, another win. Again, for him, it's about staying inside that top 100 so he can play as many ATP events as possible. The other American winners on the day, Dennis Kudla over Max Janvier, 6-2-6-1. Sebastian Corda knocking off the number 15 seed, Chris O'Connell, 6-1-6-1. And then Brandon Nakashima, the incredibly talented uh, former UVA player, 6-2-6-3 over Liam Brody. Worth noting, Brandon Nakashima, second highest ranked player under the age of 19. It goes Yannick Sinner and Nakashima. And guess what? Nakashima is a former world junior number two. That makes a lot of sense. And he's in his home state. Uh, you know, the wind not throwing him off. This guy's a machine from the baseline. So really, really, really good result for Brandon Nakashima. A really rough day if you're a UCLA Bruin fan. Bruins 0-5 on the day in singles. Losses coming from you know, former NCAA singles champion Mackie McDonald, who, by the way, played a really good match against number 12 seed Haro Daniel, considering Mackie's working back. I think he completely tore his hamstring. I mean, he moved well. He you know, did all the things Mackie does, goes down the line, plays aggressive, plays big, just able to redirect so well. And, you know, for someone his size to generate the power he can, it just looks so clean. But Man, did Taro Daniel, similar to Ruben, make McDonald work physically. Daniel actually had an opportunity to serve for this match up 5-3 in the second set, and it's a testament to Mackie McDonald that he was able to break back and extend the set. Uh, but, you know, he's still looking to find his likes, and so Taro Daniel, really good job to extend that match as much as possible. Uh, the other four Bruins to lose, Robert Mar- Marcora knocks off Gage Brimer in straight sets. Ryan Penniston, straight set win over Keegan Smith. Mark Pullman, straight sets over Govan Nanda. And then Semver Beek knocks off Maxime Cressy, who's coming off of back-to-back challenger finals indoor in Canada. You can understand why that would be a tough adjustment for him. Uh, but uh, Verbeek, the former Pacific University of Pacific standout, seven six six three, so really good win for him. The only other matches I haven't mentioned: Salvatore Caruso knocking off Virginia's Tyson Kwiatkowski and Evgeny Donskoy, the number thirteen seed, knocking off Michael Redlicky, seven six six love. So that was the action yesterday. 
uh, today in Indian Wells. We've got a lot of doubles action kicking off. We're going to get to see the Zverev brothers play. Alex Zverev playing a challenger. Uh, who'd have thunk it, folks? That's half the fun, right, is that you get to see things like that every so often. So that is one notable thing in doubles. But in terms of the singles, uh, for the men, it's Peniston Giron. Uh, it's going to be Nakashima Sukita, Gojowitz, Ray Sarmiento, Verbeek, Yannick Sinner, Nori Marakora, Misha Zverev, Gregoire Barrer, Steve Johnson taking on Mark Pullman's for the women today. Uh, a lot of the seeds getting in action who haven't played yet. Niall Habino, uh, she's going to start her. Blinko- Blinkova, Christina McHale, Taylor Townsend all kicking off their campaigns. Uh, Bernarda Pera, Gracheva uh, all playing as well. Christy Ong going to play Usue Arcanada. Uh, Hannah Chang taking on uh, Kinara. Those no seeds, but then Patricia Teague uh, taking on Danilovich. Uh, as well. So, and then, uh, excuse me, one more to add. Doi, uh, Misaki Doi is going to take on Asia Muhammad. And then, oh, you keep going to Lin Zhu as well, uh, taking on Zavatska. So, really fun set of matches going on in Indian Wells. Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s inspired style and cutting edge performance technology with its sleek mid cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi piece upper construction. Construction delivers high energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. Let's go quickly to Monterey, and again, um, I'll try to keep this brief. I could spend 20 minutes on each of these events, uh, but hopefully, uh, you know, I can go a little faster through this one. Look, a lot of fun results on the day. Uh, we had one, two, two seeds go down. Uh, there was an Italian on Italian crime. Gianmarco Maroni knocking off the number eight seed, Federico Gallo, 6'4", 6'7", 6'2". The other seed to lose on the day, Steve Diaz, losing to former University of Tennessee standout J.P. Smith, 6'1", 6'love". In terms of the rest of the seeds, it was a fun day. And to me, my most impressive performance of the day, Ernesto Escobedo just hit Jason Kubler off the court, 6-1, win for the, I say he's still young, he's younger than me, so he's still a young American, Escobedo, 23 years old, and you talk about Ernesto and where he's at at the rankings, this is a guy who has cracked the top 100 before, and so for him, number 195 right now, another win will get him uh, right around 190 this week. I mean, this is a guy who went, what, a year, year and a half without winning a challenger, and since he won that first event uh, at, towards the end of last year, his level, you know, he continues to gain more and more confidence, and we talked to Vesa Punka, uh, the head of the Junior Tennis Champion Center uh, in Maryland, and he, you know, one of the best coaches in the country, certainly. He talked about, you know, it, the development of the game, and what is it, more mental or physical at this point? He, he says, honestly, I think it's more mental. You can teach anyone to be really fit. You can teach anyone to slam forehands and backhands, but you can't teach everyone to, you know, confidence. You can't keep that innate belief you need that, you know, it's deuce, and I can get these next two points to whole serve. And Escobedo right now just played big, played confidently, really good win for him. Pablo Andujar, the number three seed straight set winner over Donald Young. Jason Jung, the sixth seed, 7-6, seven, 6-7, six, six, seven, seven, six. Buster DeJour over Colin Altamirano, two co- former college guys, Jung, a Wolverine, Altamirano, a Cavalier of Virginia. So that's a really good win for him. Another good win for Lorenzo Giustino comes back against Chris Eubanks, 3-6-6-4-6-4 to earn the win. Bernard Tomic, 6-3, 6-7, 6-3 over Adrian Menendez-Macares. 
And then, to me, perhaps the most notable result of round of 32-wise, Ricardus Barankis taking on immensely talented 16-year-old last year's junior Wimbledon champion, Shitaro Machizuki. Uh, Barankis, just a little too much power, a little bit too much pop, able to take advantage of Machizuki's, we'll say, lack of physicality. I mean, again, 16 years old, but Barankis is a man. Um, and so he was just six, seven, five, six, four. Machizuki just not able to do enough with his second serve and found himself in a lot of early deficits, was down an early break in that first set before he, you know, before he even got his bearings, uh, into the match. Uh, and then Ricardus Barankis just, uh, I mean, but he broke back and right. And so he got it to bonus time five all, uh, but Barankis just too solid, but I really, you know, for Shintaro Machizuki, the backhand, the forehand, the, the back swings are a little bit weird. They're a little bit big, but he still did a really good job redirecting shots. I thought he did a really good job taking balls early. He seems to be comfortable moving forward as well, and how can you win Junior Wimbledon if you're not comfortable moving forward? But it was a really fun result for the young Japanese player who got his first challenger win in the first round uh, yesterday. So good for me, despite losing here. It is you know another benchmark knocked off in his young career. There were four round of 64 matches in Monterey. Uh, Ann Arbor, challenger champion earlier this year. Ulysses Blanche, big hitting, big serving, straight set win for him. Liam Caruana, three set winner. Evan King, former Wolverine, straight set winner. a good day for the Wolverines in Monterey. And then Harry Boucher, uh, three set win over Daniel Altmaier for the men on the women's side. Now the fun really starts. I mean, these were where the notable matchups were. And in terms of... Uh, the biggest match of the day, maybe just across the board. Kim Kleisters continuing her pro- professional tennis career, uh, or continuing her professional. Yeah, that's right. I, I was trying. It sounded like more significant, right? Because you say Kim Kleisters, Grand Slam champion, uh, but she, she on her comeback, and she, you know, for her, uh, it was a really weird performance today. I'll say against uh, one Joe Conta, and you have to keep in mind uh, for you know Joe Conta, she'd yet to win match in 2020 that's why she's playing you know she's a top 20 player why would you play before Indian Wells well that's exactly why and you know for Joe Conta I think you look at these stats and you see you know 83% of her first serves go in she wins 80% of those points 67% of her second serve points doesn't face a single break point all day and earns eight break point chances for herself you call this a route maybe on paper uh, but it really wasn't because you talk about the, the different things that made the difference in this one. I mean, Kim Kleischer's can still play big. She can still play big plus one tennis. And you see, you know, with her serve, and she only made 59% of her first serves, but she won 68% of them, nine aces on the day when she was able to play power plus one tennis and control points. I mean, she still looked as good as, I don't want to say as good as she used to look, but she still looked, but, you know, the skills are still clearly there, but the return of serve is not. And of course, you take as long off, uh, as long of a layoff as Kim Kleischer's did, and those are the little things, right? The rhythm of the service return, the rhythm of the little steps you have to take when hitting an approach shot or closing the net, all of those different things, uh, that's what's clearly missing for Kim Kleischer's right now. And again, she uh, really did a good job uh, just in general. Again, and just the, yeah, for all of this, it's, it's the cherry on top for her, right? Uh, this is all just an attempt for her. Uh, to uh, just enjoy herself and get that peace of mind that she left it all out there. But, you know, you only win 12 service return points for Joe Conscious. She only played nine second serve points in the match. Uh, 
you know, that's indicative that Conta didn't even have to fire the fastball. She knew just make my first serve, hit my spot, and I can expose Kim Kleischer's. And I, I mean, again, it was a good result for Kim Kleischer's just to be out there. It makes it half the fun. Uh, but for Joe Conta, really good win for her. She stayed steady, wasn't overwhelmed by the moment. She gets her first victory of the season. Uh, you look at the other results we saw yesterday. In terms of seeds, Lauren Davis, the number 10 seed, a winner. Number one seed, Alina Svitolina, another one of those players who's trying to find any sort of rhythm this year, uh, gets the win as well. And then in terms of other seeds, who, and then I mentioned Kanta as well. In terms of upsets today, Victoria Azranka making her 2020 debut. She's coming back from injury as well, and unfortunately just wasn't there yet as she gets knocked out by Zidanezic 6-2-6-2. For me, the most impressive performance, uh, I should also say Heather Watson, last week's Acapulco champion, uh, knocked off in three sets by Tatiana Morea. Um, But speaking of Acapulco, to me, the most impressive result of the day, Layla Fernandez, the 19-year-old was down, uh, 19, excuse me, the 17-year-old was you know, last week's finalist in Acapulco breakthrough results for her the first final of her career she was the junior French Open champion last year you know she was down an early break uh, against Vo- uh, Stephanie Vogel and she met, and, you know you wonder okay is there going to be a hangover is she going to be tired you know it's her first WTA final she's 17 how sh- will she respond well she responded with her entire tool chest you know the the drop shots the slices the on the rises the moving forward it all worked and then some and she ended up taking the match in straight sets, seven six six two. And again, for Lilia Fernandez, you talk about where she's at right now in the rankings. I mean, 17 years old, and she is currently ranked number 122, which is a new career high for her. And guess what? In terms of under 18 players right now on tour, you want to guess who the top-ranked under 18-year-old is? It's not very hard to take a guess. It's Coco Goff. But guess who the second one is? Layla Fernandez, who's sitting at number 122 right now, and I mean, that speaks to, you talk about the under-18 talents, and I've gotten to see some of these players in person, the Goffs, the Fernandezes, the Whitney O'Sigways. What a fun time. I mean, I think the health of the WTA game has never been better. <coughs> Excuse me. So my health clearly has been better, but for you know for the health of the WTA game, uh, it's really good to see another young star emerging in Layla Fernandez. Uh, in terms of the other results, real quick, Roos knocks off Flink 4-3 retirement, Bondarenko 6-2 winner in the third set over Soribes Tormo. Uh, I mentioned already the Vogel Fernandez wins the last one, Potapova, a three-set winner last night over Gato Monticcioni. Uh, so those were the results in Monterey yesterday, and you look at today's matches, it's going to be another fun slate of uh, events. You know, Bondarenko going to take on Rebecca Pedersen, who's kicking off her uh, campaign. Buzkova, the number nine seed in action against Shlubdova. Yafan Wang against Astra Sharma. Uh, Layla Fernandez taking on Sloane Stevens, not before 7 p.m. And by the way, folks, that's our match of the day here at Cracked Rackets. So that's going to be a really fun one as well. And just you know, it's uh, it's going to be a good day of matches there because it's not just the men, it's the w- or it's not just the women, it's the men as well in Indian Wells and both Montreal. It's always so great when you get to see something like that. But for the men, it's number one seed Adrian Manorino going to kick off his campaign against Boucher, the number two seed Fialiciano Lopez taking on Alex Vukic after that Stevens Fernandez match. Troisky Blanche. Really fun on paper. In fact, give me Ulysses Blanche to win that match. I think he's just got the serve, the plus one power to hit Troisky off the court. Andy Harris, the former Oklahoma standout, going to take, I don't think I've ever called him Andy before. Andrew Harris, apologies, taking on Liam Caruana and Federico Correa, taking on Guillermo Clizar. 
you've got Evan King, Polanski, Lorenzi, Ward, Kevin King, Braden Schnur. So a really fun set of matches there. And then our last tournament on the day in Lyon, uh, where we have uh, Sophia Kennan, the Australian Open champion, beginning uh, her campaign uh, later today. But you know, in terms of yesterday's results, a lot of seed surviving. Teachman, straight set winner, but Kiki Mladenovic survives 1 6 6 2 6 4 over Paquet. Kasakina, 6 2 5 7 6 4. Kuzmova, 6 2 2 6 6 2. In terms of the other winners, Tomova over Frisch, uh, Georgie over Lapko, and then Martin Sova over Bogdan. And as I mentioned, Sophia Kennan beginning her campaign. Uh, later today. I think she's actually playing as I'm recording this right now. So uh, she's taking on that Chenko Georgie is going to, uh, Camilla Georgie taking on the number four seed, Alize Cornet, Ali Van Yutvenik taking on uh, Tomova as well. And then you've got Garcia Bonaventure, uh, Man- Manila Doden as well in the nightcap. So that's our action throughout the day. And again, it's not even Indian Wells in Miami week, folks, and we still got so much fun tennis to monitor. If you've missed any of the action, be sure to go check out our website, CrackedRackets.com. We're a full-fledged site now. We're firing on all cylinders, articles, podcasts, you tweets, Instagram, social media posts, you name it, videos on YouTube. I have to. I should really emphasize that because I can't emphasize enough the incredible work of our super producer, Daniel Westoff. Uh, no, and incredible work from Max Fligner as well, but seriously, if you haven't checked out our YouTube videos, folks, I mean, you you should see uh, what Westhoff's been cooking on there. I think it's going to be really fun. We've got a green screen now. We've got just a bun- bunch of different mechanisms he can use to play with, and he gets to put an artist's touch on it, and it's really impressive stuff, folks. So please, uh, I know you're going to be like, I don't really want to see you, Alex. Your eyebrows, eh, your nose, eh. Really, that's the hairstyle you're going to go with. But trust me, folks, don't do it for me. Do it for Daniel Westhoff. Go check out our YouTube account. And then again, I mentioned all those podcasts. Cracked Interviews podcast, Great Shot podcast, this podcast. Please like, rate, subscribe, review, share with your friends. And of course, if you need the more immediate updates throughout the day, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, uh, it's all at Cracked Rackets for my personal account, at Great Shot Pod. Uh, and, and, you know, send us any questions you have. What matches are we watching? What are we doing? We'd be happy to answer that and more. Uh, I mentioned him, so but I haven't given him his traditional shout-out. Shout-out to the super producers, Max Fliegner and Daniel Westhoff, for the new job that they have to do day in and day out and seriously folks they are killing it so uh it's easy for me i just have to talk they have to make it look pretty and that's never easy and so shout out to them as well shout out to our friends at diadem sports where again the promo code cr50 to get involved with all of their string and racket technology shout out to our friends at aerobar as well aerobar the only tennis specific energy bar out there you're going to produce your best tennis only when you're properly fueled and we think aerobar is the sort of fuel you want to be putting in your body so use that promo code cracked 30 to get 30 percent off your order of aero bars we've also got some really fun stuff on the horizon folks and i'm not going to get into it now but i do want to tease uh we've got a really fun partnership that we're really excited to announce next week and it's going to involve a new element to these daily podcasts and i'm not, I'm not going to give it away yet um, but let's just say we talk about saving you money. Maybe now we're going to be making you some money, folks, so be on the lookout for that. But for our super producers, Max Flagner and Daniel Westhoff, our friends at Diadem Sports and Aerobar, and all of us here at both Cracked Rackets and the Tennis Channel Podcast Network, I'm your host, Alex Gruskin, and you know what we say, folks. That's the break, and we will see you all tomorrow. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, everyone.